Hi, I'm the Strategist Cowboy. This week, I am reviewing one German lager beer. It is a lager beer with a normal ABV level from the Bavarian brewery Brauerei Kamba. The beer goes under the, na the name Hell. The words Hell and the Devil or Satan are common on beers all over the world. Don't ask me why. This week's first and only contestant is the Kamba Hell. Let's get ready to rumble! Our first contestant this week, and only contestant, is the beer assortment Hell from Browery Kamba. The name Kamba originates from the room where monks used to brew and bake. And they do have a very excellent Kamba. It's on display on their website. But they have only been brewing beers since 2008, I think. The brewery is supposed to be a craft beer brewery. It may very well be, but if it is, Consider that this beer is even cheaper than other typical German mainstream beers. They do have unorthodox beer styles in their beer assortments, like IPA beers, and that is unusual in Germany. The ingredients in the Kamba Hell Lager beer assortment are water, barley malt, hops, and yeast. It's a standard German Reinheitsgebot, i.e. purity law beer. This beer is unfiltered. That may also be a way to enhance the taste. But it is perfectly accepted. I like yeasty beers. The malts are of the sorts Pilsner, Münchner and Caramel malts. The hops are of the German sorts Tradition and Tettnanger. The beer has got a bitterness or IBU of 16. Not very high. The expiration date on this particular beer is late April 2023. I purchased this beer in late February 2023. It has been standing in my cooler since. Today it is mid-June 2023. Still, it should have some flavors left in it. The Kamba Hell beer assortment comes in a size 50 centiliters, i.e. about a 17 liquid ounces bottle. The three-folded bottle label is mostly red and it says Kamba in blue letters on it. The Kamba Hell cost me a mere 21 kronor. That is about two US dollars. That is only about 47 cents per every four ounces of beer. And that's remarkable for a craft beer, if it's a craft beer, a remarkable price. The preferred serving temperature on this beer assortment is according to sustained blog 8 to 10 degrees Celsius, i.e. about 4 to 6 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. The brewery says nothing about preferred serving temperatures. 
The Kamba Hell has got a 5% ABV level. 5%. How about the experience then? Yes, a yeasty aroma. It's got a two fingers tall head. And it's yellow in color. And it's probably more cloudy than it is now, uh, what I can see in the glass from pouring up just the first part or bit of the beer. So I, I can see my fingers through the glass, but uh, it's not very clear. My first impression It's a normal beer. Uh, that's my first impression. And it's unfiltered, that's my first impression. It is... Uh, pretty rich. A little bread-like perhaps, or yeasty anyway. It's malty. The taste on my palate is a little bit off. Uh, that, like there's a little bit of aberration in it. It's uh, sweeter than it is dry. Germans like their beer sweet, I guess. I don't know, but they like their cookies sweet and uh, their candy sweet, chocolate and such. It's not very bitter, not surprisingly, with a, what was it, 16 uh, IBU level. I don't think, I think it was, uh, it's not very hoppy. It's uh, not candy-like. Uh, although sweet, but uh, uh, no fruitiness. Spices, let's see. Not impossible, but I don't think if there are, if there is some spice in it, it's not much. Well, 
maybe some peppery spice. The undertone is uh, a little bit uh, aberration-like. I, I mean, aberration-like, there's nothing such thing, but there, there are some aberrations or some aberration in it. Not uh, very much. It's more like... Um, Pine needle a little bit, and I think that's that's an aberration. Carbonation level, who knows? We'll see in a minute. Let's pour up some more beer. Uh, creaminess, no. It's not acidic, but there are some uh, pine needle taste. Or there is some pine needle taste. Uh, it's not dark roasted, of course, and it's unfiltered. Let's see if there are any more flavors in it or, or, or tastes in it. Uh, the pine needle taste is not very uh, edgy good and that's a good thing because pine needle is not a flavor it's a a lucky or unlucky result in the brewing and more than it is uh, deliberately put there i think but um Mm. A little bit bread-like taste, like bread. Uh, let's see here. I don't think there are any more tastes or flavors in it. It's just a beer. Any beer is a beer, but one moment. Uh, any beer is a beer, but uh, there are more mundane beers and there are less mundane beers. And this is a more mundane beer. Uh, there's no more other flavors in it. It's a typical lager beer. Uh, not much to say about it. What about grading then? I grade this beer six tables out of ten possible. I think, yes. Okay, since there isn't a second beer to review today, I will just say absolutely don't drink and operate heavy machines, military or civilian. Drink responsibly or not at all. Don't drink at all if you're underaged or pregnant. This is my first lesson of two lessons today. They follow here. Say just to Ukrainian resistance. 
we here in at least Northern Europe are experiencing another drought period this year. We do not yet know if it is going to be as bad as was the drought in 2018. Let us hope not. But this is to me a clear indication that God isn't thinking of Sweden right now. He is thinking of Ukraine. It is Ukraine who must benefit from the drought in Northern Europe as God grants Ukraine a full house to gamble with. I am thinking that although it isn't a small thing to give Ukraine some JAWS aircraft, both in terms of our security gamble and in terms of money, I know it isn't optimal for Ukraine because we are probably the only country who can or may want to chip in some JAWS aircraft of the few countries who do have the JAWS system. We are a country of only 10 million people. By the way, the abbreviation JAWS comes from the three words Jacked, Attack, Spawning, or in English Hunt, Attack, Reconnaissance. We Swedes can give Ukraine, say, four aircraft of type JAWS. It isn't much to fight a war with, but it is a start. If we do this, it might help Ukraine's situation, as it would put pressure on the NATO countries to give many more of another aircraft, the F-16 fighter, to Ukraine. And in the best of possible worlds, we would in return get help with agricultural products like grain. That is the way it works. This is Ukraine's time to shine, not ours. And that is the way it should be. If Ukraine can beg us for equipment and material, why shouldn't we have to stand with cap in hand and beg Ukraine for grain? Unfortunately, our right-wing state minister, Ulf Kristersson, probably is very stingy. He inherited the by Sweden promised material to Ukraine from the Social Democrats. And I really hope we gave it to them, and I think we did. But when was the last time you heard of anything new for, for Ukraine? He thinks that the Ukrainians have received enough material from us for a while. Ulf Kristersson, don't be an ugly, ugly person in your core. Pay up. But it may not be such a bad affair. Our JAWS aircraft will probably score victories and therefore it will become a war-tested aircraft. This could help us Swedes with sales of JAWS to other nations and it can boost our status internationally. God knows we need it. Don't be stingy, Christerson. I promise there is more to win by giving Ukraine four JAWS aircraft than not to. It'll be a win-win situation for both Ukraine and Sweden, but not for Russia. It is a gamble, but I firmly believe in it. Do some good for once. And finally, I want to say, don't forget Iceland. 
they have very little feed grain production of their own. The Icelandics are people too. This is the second lesson of two lessons in this week's podcast. I am with this lesson referring to my last lesson the other week. Chinese trawlers spoofing measures in African waters. I recently learned that the Chinese trawlers are taking measures to spoof GPS satellites in African waters when they illegally are trawling for fish there so that the GPS system will give the wrong coordinates for their illegal fishing vessels at sea. What can we do about it? One thing we can do is to institute a tribunal for preventing trawlers from overfishing. And we can trial Chinese and other non-African nations trawler captains for fishing at all in African waters. Second, we can introduce a civilian corps of aviation, policing the waters outside of Africa. There is just the question of where these aircraft will take off from and land. It probably must be from an African nation somewhere. France can contribute there. But we have to have some way of discerning and ascertain trawler identity. European trawlers could have an identity number on the rooftop so that policing aircraft can identify their trawlers. This is just so to see that no European trawlers can fish anything at all in African waters. It is easy to control European trawlers from air if they have a number on the rooftop. The policing aircrafts can have a digital cartillary over all the registered trawlers' image, shapes, and sizes. They can also map unknown trawlers. One problem with this approach is that the tribunal will become teethless if there is no way of enforcing intervention on Chinese trawlers. But it is a good way of of putting all the spotlight on China and the European illegal trawler captains will have no way to escape the law.